<laughs> Welcome everybody to the Persian perspective where we the cover Persian. up anything comedy. <laughs> oh yeah, please say I forgot that you the did Persian, that. The Persian the Persian perspective. The Persian perspective. Perspective. And knockoff of naughty America. Mm. <laughs> so this is where this is a podcast where we cover up anything comedy, anything um anything that our old lord savior satan will worship that we worship covers up and likes today we have a special guest uh kavin raj uh you can see his uh comedy special on netflix everybody calm down and he has graced us with his appearance on our shitty shitty podcast which we've been trying to start up for the past 25 minutes <laughs> i can't even tell Funny he just enough, says, yeah. kavin raj is the guy who plays hockey and uh, Kavin J is the guy who's joining you today. But I mean, I'm sorry you couldn't Kavin Raj. I mean, you know, look, I, I would like him as well. He would, he would really be a good uh, podcast, you know, guest. I guess. Hey, 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 you know, look, I understand. I'm not, uh, you know, your first choice. Kavin Raj, yes. you make it. Uh, it's okay. I get it. It's all, It's okay. Yeah, no. I'm second Everybody... choice. I, look, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with this. Yeah, no, this, very, is a, this is a hockey podcast. You are on a roll with Calvin. Will be a failure. <laughs> yeah, we're here with Calvin. Calvin Raj. <laughs> yes, Calvin Raj. Uh, Who could make it, but he's being played by a yeah. comedian called Calvin J. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rafiq Karim and uh, Army Hammer. Yes, the uh, yes. the premier cannibal of Hollywood. Yes. Played by Army Screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah, great vodka cocktail and, and awesome cannibal. Heard of that guy? Yeah. We keep What's talking about Army Hammer. Yeah, we yeah. keep talking about him all the time uh, for, for reasons I don't quite understand. But he keeps coming up because for some odd reason, uh, a reoccurring theme in this show is uh, cannibalism. Somehow right. it always so, okay, goes wait. back to cannibalism. Yeah, I need some context here. So there's a guy named Screwdriver who is a cannibal. <laughs> yes. No, there's a guy named Army Hammer who's a cannibal. Oh, okay. So there's a guy named the Army actor. Hammer. Yes. He, he's a cannibal? Well, he sort of got caught online talking well, about his cannibalism fetish to a bunch of other girls. Okay. I didn't know. This is news to me. Look, you know, I mean, you learn something new every day. Yeah, but not uh, names, huh? This is recently. He was sending texting, text a girl about like wanting to uh, take her to a doctor to remove her rib, to eat the rib, uh, maybe remove a toe. Uh, <laughs> apparently, huh? like to take a knife and hack his name into their pussy. Right. Okay. I mean, you know, I thought anal was bad, but okay. Fun stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, good. Hey, you know, whatever rocks your boat, bro. I mean, you know. <laughs> Honestly, removing a rib is just dinner, right? Well, Who yeah, doesn't like a good rib? I mean, when, when you go, we're having ribs for dinner. doesn't mean yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, So, in the Bible, Eve was created from Adam's rib. So, I guess he just wants the loan back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh, I mean, but yeah. Fair enough. But the meat is still the meat around the bone is what you eat, but it's not the rib, right? No, no, no. I suppose you could save no. the rib for like a soup or a stock. Yeah, get and some bone marrow. 
maybe make some good ramen. <laughs> yes, get some good ramen. Tonkotsu ramen. Um, <laughs> probably not an awful lot of meat around a human rib. I imagine. Like we're not cows. Actually, you might be surprised how much meat there is around a human rib. See, how do you know? Is the question. I. Uh, <laughs> no, that's excellent. Question. I mean, I'm just saying you might be surprised. I'm not saying you will be. I'm just saying you might be because you know, hey, Karap, you and I got more meat around, uh, you know, any bone yeah. than a lot of people put together. You I know mean, what I'm saying? It's mostly. I can sad. eat your fingers, and I'll still be f- like for lunch. <laughs> An index finger serves a lunch. We're mostly lardons. Let's be real. I think if uh, somebody gets caught up in an island alone with you two, I think you guys will make a very... I, I mean, like I'm like 70 kg at best. The lean meat. Got nothing. Like, won't help you guys. Help anybody out. I'll be gone in an hour. Like, serve for a lunch or something. You guys, I think, can feed for two weeks. <laughs> no, but yo, here's the thing, right? If you, if, if you were stuck in an island with either me or Akib, and if you if you were forced to eat us, you would die within a, a day of cardiac arrest with the amount of cholesterol yeah, that's going I, into your bloodstream. Yeah, we would give you beatus immediately. Yeah, immediately you get diabetes. <laughs> immediately you get a, a coronary problem and you will die. We will come back to life and eat you. You understand? You will mm. be the healthy <laughs> one. You will be like the weaker beast. Okay, so the, everybody, okay. yeah, yes, we could, you could stretch us out, but for how long? Because you won't be alive to stretch us mm-hmm. out. So yeah, might as well drink seawater and die. I don't think you've ever had Iranian food, but I think, I think I'll be able to handle you guys just fine. I'll use your ribcage to make a boat. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, you know that we don't have more ribcage than anybody else, right? It's the same amount of ribcage. <laughs> It's not if, like, you know, the fact that just because we have extra meat doesn't mean we have extra bones that, hey, we can make a boat with this guy. Like, no, it's the same amount of bones. It's the same. Hey, look, you take away our flesh, the skeletons look the same, you understand? Yeah. <laughs> I do wish my skeletons scale with my body because do you realize how tanky I would be if my skeleton was was proportionate to my actual size. Exactly. Mm. And, and, he, and this guy is like thinking, oh no, kill this guy, we get a boat. Like, <laughs> no, you can kill a skinny guy, get the same boat. You understand? <laughs> okay, and at least the skinny guy is easier to stab, okay? Because when you stab him, you will hit something. Okay, if you stab yeah. a fat guy, it will take you a while before you hit anything. I can yeah. confirm this. Yeah, right. Keep told me that last week. <laughs> it's like fuck, <laughs> fat saved your life. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, it's, you you uh... think you think this is you think this is vanity? No, this is fucking self defense, bro. I still live yeah, in a place where I'm stabbed, so you know, I'm just armoring up in case it happens again. Yeah, you didn't get stabbed far away from your home house. No, no, I actually still do my grocery shopping pretty within walking distance of where I got stabbed. But it doesn't bother me. Like, what? They're going to stab me there again? Didn't work the last time. Isn't that the saying saying goes, right? Uh, You never get stabbed twice in the same place. I think that's the lightning. Oh, right. No, no, no. It's it's a saying now. You never get stabbed (laughs) twice in the same place. It's probably true, too. I mean, unless you're in big fields, then it might happen. 
Hey, Brickfields is a beautiful place. Uh. It's, it's one of those places. It's colorful. It's nice. It's where Indian people, you know, go to buy the body. Show their love. Show their, yeah. Hey, no. You know, we need some place. We can't go to Klang because there you definitely get killed. I've been to Klang. I went to Klang with a pregnant white girl. And that was a bad move because now it looks like I'm showing off. You went to Klang with a pregnant white... You are showing off. What the fuck? You're showing off right now. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. I've been to TTDI with a white girl with two children. She was a German anthropologist. She was a German anthropology student. Uh, and I was showing her around. Wow. And um, she was like, we were at a loss as to what to do. And she says, you know, I've never been to Klang. You know what? I, I've never been to Klang either. And she says, let's go to Klang. And we're like, okay, let's go to Klang. Right. So we I did. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Well, the Germans do like their their kinky stuff. Mm. We went to a museum. Maybe, maybe, maybe what in Klang? A museum in or what? Param is this? The Royal Museum is in Klang. The Sultan's Museum is in Klang. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, because you know Banda di Raja and everything. It's supposed to be the royal city, right? Klang. The royals don't live there. No, they they also left. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, shit. And what what and what did what did happen exactly there? We went to a museum to show her what exactly. <laughs> in the there was museum. not much to do. That's the problem. So we just ended up going to a museum and then having toast and coffee at a coffee shop, and that but was she about was pregnant it. At that time, oh, she no was pregnant at the time. No, she's she a friend. Pregnant, la. Hey, <laughs> hey! Like, you know, can you please, sir? That like, doesn't you... that doesn't stop people. Okay, that doesn't stop people. Look, we've all went through the genre of porn, okay? But still, okay, she's pregnant and look, Rakib was doing the right thing, okay? To take her to Klang to show her what a bad decision that was. Yes. To get pregnant. It's not a good time. <laughs> it's like, fuck. But you understand how page. it looks. Because it looks, because she's a very good friend of mine. But when I'm next to her walking around Klang, I look like I'm the one who impregnated her. And I'm just showing off and, you know, most of the time people are like, what the fuck is he doing with her? How did and he manage they, to do this? How and did then she... they find out she's German and they go like, ah, oh, yeah, shit. German, <laughs> German, German yeah. yeah. German, yeah. German. From Berlin. <laughs> I did to the German girl. My first ever girlfriend was a German girl in Malaysia. Yeah, worst decision of my life. Wait, you Iranian come to Malaysia they and date a German. German girl. What, what kind of nonsense? Our girl not, got not good enough for you, is it? Hey, I'm not saying they're not good enough. I'm just saying there was an opportunity. No, if, you say they, if you say they're not good enough, I agree with you, but still. <laughs> no, they're fantastically fine. Actually, actually, I it made me have a breakthrough regarding this whole thing that people like look at other white guys and when they come to Asia, be like, oh, you have yellow fever or ooh, it's not yellow fever, it's yellow relief. Because yeah. those, those motherfuckers experience white girls and they know what kind of a fucked up shit they're into. They're fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I'm just saying. But, you know, I lived in England for five years of my life and, like, yeah, going outside of England was, like, you know, resting my eyes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I know, I'm, not, I'm not saying that English yeah. women are not good looking or anything like that but it's it's sometimes yeah, painful la. really painful 
what kind of Hogwarts <laughs> troll king did you go and find dates at? Oh, it's called Newcastle, bro. Oh, okay, okay that's your problem. <laughs> because even in this, the quality of the girls were not really. Oh no no it was uh, it was bottom pickings lah put it that way. Uh, They're Artie, from the Shire, actually. Yeah, Gloucestershire. You should know. There's this one of the first uh, uh, Iranian comedians I ever saw was Omid Jalili, and he yes. and Omid Jalili yeah. Omid Jalili has this line in one of his specials that says, "Because even in Iran, we know that Newcastle is a shithole." I came to perform at the Hyena Club. Uh, I don't know if I told you this, but the Hyena Club is this. It's a place of legend. Right in in Newcastle, it's it's shut down now. It's it's under new management. I don't know. I don't know if it's still a comedy club or not. But the the in in the early in the late nineties and early two thousands, there was this club in Newcastle called the Hyena. Now the Hyena was a place where comedians go to die. Right, it huh. was one of those places where if you think if you think you are you 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 have the world at your feet as a comedian, go to the Hyena. You will find something different. You'll find out that you're not all that, right? I've seen comedians like Jack D, huge comedians who Russell Howard, Dara O'Brien come there and die. Really, just die on their ass. Die because like the people have such high expectations, or because they're like just so fucking crazy drunk as off their ass, like yes, will heckle the, the fuck one. out of you and kill you. Hundred percent, the second one. The comedy club is not meant for you to go and enjoy comedy. It's for you to go and enjoy yourself, get drunk, and then heckle the comedian and make their life miserable. It's it's a reverse comedy club in a way, right? So yeah. people go there and they try, they and they try. You can see them trying, right? But these guys are like just heckling and you know don't care. They they basically comedians get booed off stage. There's only one comedian that I saw never get booed off stage, which was a local boy, Ross Ross Noble. He always kills because he does you know crowd work, blah blah blah. Turns it back on them, and everybody has a good time, right? Apparently, but yeah, it was it was a place of legend. If you know any British comedian, ask them about the hyena early two thousands. Really? Yeah, they, yeah, everybody will tell you that. Yeah, reputation, bro. But why were you at the hyena club if you were there to just you were there to die? Is that it? Did you watch no, 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 no. I wasn't performing die. comedy then. I, mm-hmm. At that time, I was I was in the I was I love to go watch comedy, right? Because yeah. I was a student in UK, I just wanted to watch comedy, and we used to go up to the hyena because that would be Wednesday nights, which you know, student student uh, student was two pounds per ticket or something like that. It was very okay. cheap. Okay, yeah, dirt cheap. Yeah. So yeah, we used to get really cheap tickets. We go out there and drinks were like super cheap. So we used to get sloshed and then go watch a comedy show or at least go watch a com- comedian die. That can be fun. I ran oh, a room. I ran a room in this neighborhood where I live where the only thing you can do is die. Pretty is this, much. Is this uh, Wonder Mama? Wonder Mama, yeah. You were, you were there. Oh well, yeah, you yeah. I did like three times. Yeah, so it was the lounge, the upstairs lounge of like a family restaurant where like 20-something-year-old yuppies would just spend their time there. But these people were clearly not there for comedy. I don't know why they were there. Maybe they were there to burn time before actually partying before. But all I can say was that it's like, I don't think comprehension was the highest in that room. Like nobody, nobody seemed to even understand the words that we were coming out of our mouths. And it was... 
awful and everybody died there with the exception of maybe Aaron Ow because Aaron Ow does a lot of local references and he's very high energy dude looks like he's on cocaine it's like the old timey vaudeville act if those sort of things still existed in Malaysia and he did very well in that kind of route to be fair I did it three times two of those times I actually had fun really even when it was like even when everybody was dying on their feet and the crowd was like neither here nor there yeah I, I had fun I mean it was it was one of those things where I just focused on the two people who were... I think the first time I went there, I was headlining. I was just basically just... I, I Like, I saw everybody die before me. And then I went on. And I just knew that I was going to die. So, I'm just going to have fun while... Uh, I'm just going to go out swinging. La. So, it was one of those things where I just went like, you know, fuck this shit. I'm not, I don't care about y'all. Right? You know, and I just started making fun of every single one. And it, it, it just turned out to be a fun gig. The second time I was headlining... Uh, no, I was hosting... That, that that was difficult because I, just after every comedian, I would just go up and roast them for myself. And the comedians used to have a great time. I remember now that was that wasn't bad at all. Yeah, but I Damn, mean, I yeah, wish I was yeah. there. I've I've not been to that. Oh, oh no no no! You don't you don't. No no no, no no no! It was... No no no! It's not one of those places where you would go like, hey, I want to be. Th-. No no no! It was brutal. It was it was a place not meant to do stand up, but somehow or other, somebody got paid. And to do stand up there. What kind yeah. of crowds do you get? Like um, ethnic ethnicity of the crowd. Where are they from exactly? I swear to God, I think they were hostages. <laughs> uh, they were they were threatened by the owner. If you don't go upstairs and watch comedy, you will die. And uh, yeah, so they were there. They like basically it was it was very uh, it was a very much a yuppie crowd who basically wanted to go there and have dinner. And it happened so a comedy show happened to to come up in front of them. Yeah, it sounds about right. Like these people were not were not there to do comedy. They wanted to eat and watch mm-hmm. something while they ate. Like you know, when the when the host comes up for the first time, you you could see the expression on their face. Like, oh shit, what what have we done? Like you know, like like they they just eating, and then next thing you know, this guy is talking. You're like, can we have just music? That's a lot better. Yeah, it sounds about right. The uh, Bangsar area that you live in, Rakib, now now the Indians have kind of taken over that area completely, especially towards Bangsar South and like. Oh no! I, I couldn't mean, recognize it. I I mean, since COVID started, actually. Nah, Bangsar was always very Indian. So south of Bangsar is brickfields, right? Just below Bangsar is brickfields. Yeah. Downhill from Bangsar is brickfields, and people have one kind of. One kind of uh, impression of Brickfields, like you just said, you went there once and you skedaddled. But just up the hill is Bangsa, where all the rich people live, right? But in between, the lower half of Bangsa is just the upper half of Brickfields. So all the middle-class Indians, that's where they live. And that's where they've been living for the longest time. So it used to be that in the in places like Talawi and whatnot, you'd have all the people from the top of the hill come down to enjoy themselves. But then a bunch of other things opened up so they don't go there anymore. So to fill in the void, the people from down the hill came up to fill up that void. But they got money now so they can afford that place. Yeah. There was a stabbing that was a, a couple of months ago happening in front of Bangsar Village. Oh, that yeah. Was interesting. That, that went viral, something fierce. Oh, no, yeah. that happened. 
I mean, you know, when stabbing, you know, happens. Stabbing, stabbing, hey, stabbings used to happen in the nineties when I used to club in Bangsa, mm-hmm. right? It's just that nobody talked about it. Now with the social media and everything, people are putting it up online and stuff like that. People start hearing about it. You know how many places like Bangsa used to be one of those places where you club and it used to be the most happening place. Like you know, if you. Yeah. If if you if you wanted to be if you wanted to be everyone who is somebody used to be there, right? There were yeah. clubs and stuff, like that. and every single club had a lifespan of a year, maybe, mm. because every time a year passes, there will be enough stabbings for them to shut down. <laughs> they would have sure. accumulated enough stabbings to shut down. And I swear to God, there was this. I remember there was this one place called uh, Castle which was one of the places to be because international students want to 17 ringgit per jug of beer. The beer was horrible, but fuck it, it was 17 ringgit. It right? also looked like, like a castle. Yeah. I remember it looked like a, and then it burned down. Oh yeah, because they have accumulated enough stabbings. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you sell a, a beer, a jug of beer for the price of a mug of beer now, yeah, you they are somebody gonna get stabbed. La. I just say it, 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 it will happen. And then there was there was there was gridiron that was uh properly like a like a jail. Uh, they accumulated enough stabbings. In fact, the people who owned the gridiron were very smart. What they did was every year they used to change the name of the club so that it remained fresh, right? So that when people like it was it was the airport at one point, so and every then... every yeah, all the waitresses would dress as stewardesses yes. and the waiters would dress as uh, uh, pilots or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and a year later, then they changed to the hospital with nurses and doctors. I've been there. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, so you see, if if you tell people, I got stabbed at the airport and then you show up, it's the hospital now, you think, hey, maybe I won't get stabbed in the hospital. No, it's the same place you will get stabbed. But at least they had first aid because it was the hospital. Yeah, they their first aid includes giving you a shot of vodka. La. It's disinfected. Fuck. It makes it. sense. <laughs> Most wild experiences I've had is that when I was in, uh, I used to do martial arts in Bangsar. And I would get Why? out. And then this <laughs> you didn't Indian go to girl. A class. In- you didn't even go to a yeah. class. You just, just started walking down the street like it was fucking. <laughs> like it was double dragon. You just started beating up thugs on your way to the mama yeah. shop. No, it was like a, this Indian girl pretty much from the other side of, like, I could see a very a fat Indian girl who, I think she was half black, because certainly she has a she had an American black attitude, wearing a pink dress. It was like around 9.30 at night. And I just remember, like, she, like, kind of bolted towards me and said, oh, my God, hey, hey. I was like, I was like what? And she's like, can I suck your dick? <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, she was just I don't doing... know. That yeah, I was like, like all right. Well, that was one of my first experiences with Bangsar. So I was like, oh, okay. This, uh, this is where it happens. <laughs> Listen, when I was going to uh, Bangsar yeah. when I was 19 years old, nobody made me that offer. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. Nobody made me that kind of offer. Uh, <laughs> usually, it's, usually, it's you suck my dick or I'm going to stab you. That's mostly the offers I get. But yeah. But, you know, well, we get what we get. Like. We get what we get. I guess you were doing martial arts. I was doing, yeah. you know, shots. So, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Bangsa Mama, shot 3 a.m. You're just trying to have, you're just trying to have supper. 
but suddenly a, fuck, a fucking MMA fight starts breaking out in the foyer, and you're like, well... So, you remember where Davies Corner is now, right? Yeah. Uh, that used to be a Chinese shop called Cheap Charlie's, which is the most racist fucking yes. uh, shop name I could have. <laughs> Chinese, right? Cheap and it's a Chinese shop for, for expats, basically. For them, it's cheap, lah, because it's not cheap at all. Yeah. Right? And it was, it was yeah, I, I remember going there. I was like, what the fuck? You want me to pay what for prawns? Yeah, yeah. you all can go to hell. Yeah. Cheap Charlie's. Yeah, that's cheap Was it owned by white people? I, you know, it was owned by a Chinese guy who was very smart, lah. Very smart yeah, Chinese guy, yeah. Very, Either he knew his demographic, yeah. He knew his demographic yeah. well. You said that you uh, studied in UK. How many years were you were you in UK? I was there for five years, more or less. What was your experience? It was all right. I mean, you know, it was. I was seventeen years old when I left, so it was one of those things where it, you know, I I wasn't quite an adult yet, but I. You know, in Malaysia, it was basically in my parents' house, and I was seventeen-year-old Indian boy moving to the UK, going, "Shit!" You know, just think about this, right? Seventeen years old, you're moving to to the UK, and it's the first time out of the house, no parents to control you. You're in a foreign country. You get paid monthly because I was on on a scholarship, and mm. yeah, it was it was one of those things where I it was just I did everything I could do. Mm, you went wild. I went wild. The first, second night, I was in a script club. <laughs> that's yeah, later than no second. Like, that's the yeah, first I thing mean, I looked for when I came to Malaysia. Man, was I disappointed. <laughs> you came to Malaysia to look for a strip club. Hey, you probably did l- a strip search. Okay, list. that's the best we can do. And I came, I was like, man, gonna go to the strip club, gonna you know, see what happened, get some titties, <laughs> gonna do some jello shots off their titties or something. Nothing, nothing. No. <laughs> I found one. Uh, I found one strip club that was raided. That was a uh, actual in Malay in KL. Yeah, uh, it was a secret strip club, but it wasn't like quality people. It was all females and everything. And they, like, oh, fuck this, this. Listen, beggars cannot be choosers, all right? We'll take what we can get. It is also what you got against lady boys. They're they're I fine. still have standards, motherfucker. I still have standards. Look, it's like walking a tightrope, just don't look down. Everything <laughs> else is fine, okay? Yeah, I mean look. And you cannot be choosy. We look. We want to see titties, right? Yeah. I mean, look. At the end of the day, we didn't we didn't specify what kind of titties we want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, titties that ideally I can fuck. No. It's not just no. yeah. You see, it's like, it's like oh. if if I buy you a lap dance, okay, Kevin. If I buy you a lap uh-huh. dance, hey, give my friend here, Kevin, a lap dance, and she starts like rubbing against you, and suddenly you feel this massive cock, <laughs> just throbbing, a throbbing cock, right. At your belly button. How would you feel? No, don't buy me a lap dance. Like, that's the whole point. Don't buy me a lap dance. <laughs> don't buy me a lap dance. First of all, you know, sit at the back and enjoy the view. That's that's about it. Like, don't be choosy. All I'm saying is, look, get you get what you get, okay? Yeah. It's, it's not like, you like, what? You can't complain. It's not like you can just go and say, hey, you know what? I want something different. Cannot. Also, yeah. also... Come back to me when you cut your cock off. Also, let me just say that if... If the trans lady is giving you a lap dance and she's the one with the erection, I feel good about myself. 
Okay. Like, yeah. I turn, <laughs> like, I turn the translator on. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll be flattered. Like, ooh. I'm putting that on my <laughs> Tinder profile. Like, I Some turn trans like, women on. And maybe I might get a discount. Yeah. Because we're getting yeah. each we're getting each other off, which is nice. I've met a I've met a a, a chef who was gorgeous. Okay, she was tall and and statuesque, had long wavy hair. Then a friend of mine is like, you know, he she used to be a dude, right? And I'm like, oh, I still would. Damn, I still would. <laughs> Because you don't, because when, uh, when you're confronted with a vision, you don't question the past. Do not go gentle into that good night. You, you don't go, get you go gentle into that good night. Okay, here's the thing. I used to live in Bangkok uh, for a year. Here we go. And, uh, yeah. Here and, we uh, go. That's a very good one story. Of, one of my first weeks there, someone took me to a beauty pageant. And I'm like, fuck, these women are so hot. And they were like, and then I, re- I read the sign. It was basically, you know, ladyboy beauty pageant. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh. I can't tell the difference, you know. At the end of the day, whatever lah. Can I just wonder in doggy style? <laughs> just no, no, don't, no. don't look you go, you start going home, right, with these selfies that you take with the lady boys, and then you te- you show them to all of the women you know, and you start yelling. You gotta step up your game. You gotta step up your fucking game. <laughs> Because you're getting competition from people who yeah. don't even have vaginas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, when, when I used to live yeah. in Bangkok, right? So my friends used to come and visit all the time because they didn't have to pay for a hotel, right? Because they used to live in my house. Yeah. And I only had one room. So it was a single, a single bedroom apartment. So whenever my friends come along, I, I used to sleep in the hall, right? So one day, one of my friends, I shall not mention the name, had gone out and picked up uh, what he thought was a lady, brought her home, went into the room. Oh. And while I was sleeping in the couch, suddenly I hear screaming from him. And, you know, basically the uh, uh, door swinging open and then pushes her out and slams the door. And then she sits down, she sits <laughs> completely naked, by the way, sits down and goes like, yeah, I told him I was a lady boy. I don't know why he, didn't, he never noticed before. And I'm like... <laughs> Put, put, I mean, give her back her clothes and kind of like, you know, pay, give her give her some cab money, go home, like, you know, just make sure you're safe kind of situation. And yeah, but I felt bad for the for the girl, right? God bless Calvin J, patron saint of the lady boys of Bangkok. <laughs> no, I, just the one. Okay? No. Just the one. Everybody loved you there. Yes. <laughs> oh, Calvin. He'll look out for us. Yes. Calvin going to build a church. <laughs> of our trans lady of mercy. <laughs> I I met a guy who in uh, Penang uh, who actually banged a trans lady, but uh, she had went through an operation. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's actually removed her. Yeah, she's post operation, and like he was like, man, she was hot, uh, she was gorgeous. I was like, man, this is gonna be amazing, and uh, he still kind of didn't know what was. She was like so into him, and they were like making out furiously. He's sucking on her tits and all that and takes her to her home and she like serves her, serves some drinks and then he puts, tries to put it in and he, he kind of keeps putting it in. He's like, the fuck? The fuck? And she, and kind of looks at it and looks odd and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what the fuck is up with your vagina? And she's like, what? I thought you knew. It's like, fuck no. 
<laughs> whatever I'm doing, I'm, I'm eating it for two hours. It's just not getting wet. Man, just use some KY. It's it's fine. The dryness happens yeah. with ordinary with other women as well, even if they didn't have a penis before. I don't know. I'm just saying, just just use some lube. Just use some <laughs> KY, some Vaseline, some ghee if you're kinky. You know. Just look at just, the, look at how beautiful her face is and focus on what's good. Custard yeah. if you're Danish. Custard. Custard if you're Danish. It's smooth, it's silky, and look, it's tasty afterwards. And you can't tell the difference. It's, I do want to. <laughs> I do want a custard Danish now. Yeah, I, see, I, I, I so do, do want a custard Danish. This is what happens when you have two. <laughs> Everything is a food party. metaphor. Everything becomes food. <laughs> you just mm, wanted to cup, talk about. Reminds me of a hot dog. <laughs> you joke, but I want a hot dog right now. I don't know why you're joking. I, I could I'll kill a like. Actually, I had A and W last night, so I'm okay. I want a lamb marquez. It's not a euphemism. There, there, there was also this kid uh, who was like met this girl in a club and was a friend of ours. And yeah, we we're telling him it, she, he went and got the number very quick. You know, much more quicker than you should for a normal lady, basically. <laughs> As I got, got was like, man, she's eyeing me. She's all good. And we were like, dude, that's a dude. And he wasn't listening. He's like, no, you... And, and then he showed attitudes. He's like, you know what's the problem, you guys? You guys are jealous. You guys are jealous that she's into me. You guys... She, she wants me and doesn't want you. Yeah? Is that what's the problem? And immediately we were like, oh, dude, yeah, totally, man. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> All bets were off. They was like, okay, man, go for it. He went immediately. We were making up for 40 minutes. I think he even busted a nut there somehow. Went back home. Came, went back home. Then she texted him and said, I feel like what we have is very special. She texted him. What we have is very special. And I don't want to start off with a lie. You need to know that I'm a lady boy. Right. We're looking out for you, piece of shit. No, at least he had a connection. At least, you know, at the end of everything, he had a connection. He had a, a, a release and, you know, got a number. I guess, look, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's win-win. It's better yeah. than striking out at the end of the night. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, like the rest of y'all, you take it for granted. But me, I go to, I go out. Ain't nobody giving me my that number. Ain't nobody want offering me to suck that dick when they're wearing a, a pink dress at the bottom of the road, <laughs> running up towards me, like Moto Moto from Madagascar, asking me if they want to Hoover my Johnson. <laughs> Nobody's doing kinky shit to me, right? Yeah. And- and look, look, at the end of the day, if you had the best hot dog you've ever had, and then later on you find out it was horse meat, you'd be like, eh, maybe horse meat is good. Not even I that. Know. Like, you find out, you you, uh-huh. you have the best, you have the best hot dog in the world. Like, un, like five, Michelin three-star hot dog, right? Blessed by the French laundry. Yeah. Ha- makes makes, the, makes the, the, the time list for, like, one of the best hot dogs in the world has a waiting list for about three years. You finally eat it. And then later on, you find out that the main ingredients are lips and assholes. Are you going to give a check? Of a badger. Of a nah. badger. Not lips even a standard badger. badger. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking honey badger mm. lips and assholes with wolverine bladders. All right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Joey Diaz had the best bit about this. A guy asked him, he was like, 
if you fuck a girl and then you realize it was a trance, would you be bought? Would you be bothered? And he immediately just says like, depends on how good the pussy was, maybe. <laughs> and I really thought about that. I was like, like as much as I have prejudice regarding like having a sexual encounter with a member of the trans community, at the same time you kind of go like, if it's good, well, if it's, it's good then. If it's you know, good, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's, you know, you know life. There's nothing to be scared about. If you had a connection, you had a connection. That's yeah, it. Connection. That's it. That's all you need to think about. Not the the the, the fact that oh, it's disgusting. What? How is it disgusting? It's basically that's. I mean, to her knowledge, that was female. Yeah, yeah. And what do you care if it's a dude? Like after you have sex, then you then you both play Call of Duty, and hmm. then she calls oh. you a fag. Damn. <laughs> You just sold it out for me. I'm just sold. Yeah. <laughs> you you right. can hang out with her. You can have sex with her. You can play games yeah. with her. <laughs> for real. For real. Dream girl. Girl. Okay. Ultimate dream girl. I got this story, right? I got this story. So I'm in a cyber cafe with my friends. We're playing uh, uh, Dota, right? We're playing uh, Defense of the Ancients. And there's this, there's this large black dude just buff as shit. He's like 280 pounds or something like that. And he looks, he looks, he looks friendly, but he's not talking or anything. Right. And he's playing World of Warcraft. And I look at him, you know, this Chad Tyrone hybrid over here. And I look at the screen and I'm like, okay, I guess buff black dudes can be giant nerds too. So I'm just playing. Okay. And he hears how I speak. And it's like, ah, oh, your English is pretty good. Thanks, thanks. And he asks, where are you from? And then we get to conversing, and then I make friends with him. And then we meet at New World Park the next day because he wants to hang out. I'm like, cool. I just made friends with the biggest, buffest black dude on the island. He mentioned my English was really good. I said, thank you. And like, are you, you, did you spend time abroad? I was like, no, no, it's just a Malaysian thing. We pick up accents really well with enough exposure. And I was like, oh, you sound pretty cool. Like, thanks, man. You seem pretty cool, too. Hey, let's hang out sometime. Yeah. You want to hang out, like, tomorrow? Like, yeah, we'll meet here. So I meet this dude at New World Park. This is Hawker Center in the middle of Penang Island. And he's pretty cool. We get around. We get to talking. He's nice. And then halfway through, he says, so I... Because you're my friend now, I'd like to be clear with you. Uh, I'm actually bisexual, and uh, I like both men and women. But then he goes into this long, t- this long talk about how he doesn't fuck with women anymore because he had a girlfriend and she fucked him over, right? Now, as it turns out, this dude is like an ex-Navy sergeant, which explains why he's so buff. And he says that his ex-boyfriend was a Marine. So in my head, I'm already thinking the manliest fucking I have ever imagined in my life. The most buff, oily, homoerotic fucking I have ever imagined in my entire life. Who's your daddy? You are, sir. Yes. I yes. don't know what I've been told. <laughs> Put my dick inside this hole. Sound of one, two. Stand at attention, private. Which one? All of them. And I was, But this feels also because what you would say is that Because when you're with a guy, you know, it's like you're just hanging out. Because then, because after the sex, you just sit down and play Xbox. I'm like, huh, yeah, no, that sounds nice, actually. Then I found out, then I find out that his specific fetish 
is that he's a chubby chaser. Okay. <laughs> oh, of course. Okay. And then I realized, ah, shit, I'm being propositioned. This is the problem. And then I have to mm-hmm. go, look, I appreciate the thing, but I don't really swing that way. But I'm, I'm flattered. But thank you. And then he starts going into like uh, chubby, gay, chubby chaser pool parties that happen in Penang. And he likes, and then he's talking about all of his straight friends who go to these gay parties and they feel like their self-esteem improves because everybody finds them hot now, mm. right? And he's saying, look, you seem really down on yourself. Like your self-esteem is garbage. Maybe show up for one of these pool parties. I'm not asking you to fuck anybody, but if you want to feel good about yourself, you should probably go. And I'm like, huh, that's, that's nice, man. That's uh, that's pretty. That's a lovely offer. I can't take this much attention, though. But thank you. Then I drive him home. I drive him to this low-rise hotel that looks like a mansion in one of these rich areas of the of the island where it's just rich people houses with no numbers on the walls, with no numbers outside. And one of them is like it looks like a hotel, but there's no sign outside. And I drive him there, and is like, you sure you don't want to go to one of these parties? I'm like, you know what, man, it's fine. And we start talking in the car at night for like half an hour about stuff. And I realize there's a bit too much chemistry here. And then I'm like, you know what, I've got, oh, got a thing to do at home with my with the folks. Um, but it's been nice seeing you. you we, should, we should hang out sometime, you know. If you spend five more minutes talking to him, do you think you could convince oh, you Ty to Rhodes some, would have bought something happen? Trench, let's be real. Hey, to be fair, yeah. I've I've been propositioned a few times as well. Like, you know, the reason why I I did comedy was to get famous and get punani, right? Yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <bad>. but, <laughs> you're I, really I, aging yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how long I've done comedy. <laughs> Now, look, the thing is, I can tell you firsthand, doesn't work, right? Because the only thing I've gotten was men coming up to me. Uh, yeah, as you said, uh, gay. Chubby chasers as well, who are base. I'm basically their type, and with the beard, even worse. Right now, I'm the bear, right? So, uh, yeah, and I like any time I go to a club, I get, I don't have to buy drinks anymore, right? Because people <laughs> recognize me, and men buy me drinks all the time, right? And I and then I get proposition like every, which is why I hate going to clubs anymore because I get proposition like a lot, right? And they're like, are you sure you're not gay? I'm like, yeah, I'm very certain. You can ask my eight-year-old daughter. I'm not gay, right? And I yeah, mean, but it, I mean, you know, at, at this point, I I relate more to gay people, uh, gay men than I, you know, than I like to admit. Yeah. Because you know, I can't remember the last time I had sex with a woman. And uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, but the thing is, look, I can I can tell you one thing. Your self-esteem is way like I swear to God. Every time I get proposition, I'm like, hmm. Still got it. You know, like Thor when he goes there. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I still got it. I still yeah. Got it. yeah. And then, and then, you know, it was like, you know, and then the ladies look at me one kind like, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I, you know I what? Don't have anything. You know what? You know what? You, you, you can keep your, your impossibly high standards, ladies, because the gays have my back. Probably <laughs> literally as well. But we can negotiate that later. It's actually pretty fucking true. You enjoy the attention, really. You, know, you yeah. feel like, as much as you kind of go, Ugh, but at the same time, you're like, ooh, somebody wants yeah. me. Somebody likes what they see. <laughs> My friend in Berlin, who's like the 
filthiest place on earth. He's straight. <laughs> he's straight as fuck, but he decided to go to a gay bar. I don't know why. Yeah. He, I, one of, I think one of his friends was gay and invited them to the gay bar. And right. he went there and he said, man, it felt really good. I was like, what felt really good? He's like, everybody are smiling at you. You get winks. You get like, everybody are pleasant. How's it going? And you, the bartender like is like extra friendly a little bit. And you kind of, it just feels like you, it's good. It's good to feel wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So uh, in Bangkok, I was hosting this show with a very famous comedian. Now I'm not going to mention names, but that comedian was gay. Right. And for some strange reason, the organizers didn't realize he was gay. I mean, it was pretty obvious when he jokes about being gay. Right, so mm. he in Bangkok, they took him out to the red light districts and you know the strip bars and everything. And this guy is like completely non interested, right? And I'm the only one thinking, like, do they know he's gay? Like, you know, and then I, I pull him aside, I'm like, dude, are you okay? Like, you know, with this, and he's like, yeah, I'm bored as hell. So I took him to the gay part of town, right? And he had the time of his life. And look, at the same time, because I was with him, like, I was getting all the attention as well. And yeah, it was, I have to say, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember this And then story. I was propositioned into a, a hot tub with, a, with him and, and another guy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I live across town. I'm the, what, the, the version I remember is that you got propositioned into a hot jacuzzi with him and two beautiful Thai boys. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. correct, yeah. correct. That, is, that is 100% correct. And yeah, I say, look, because this guy is a famous comedian and like one of my heroes, like he... He like he he's the one of the guys I used to watch YouTube videos of before I did comedy, and like you know he was like yeah, and he's propositioning me to a hot tub jacuzzi. I'm like, this could be it. This could be it. Like you know, this could yeah. be my ticket. You're about yeah. to Weinstein yourself for yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, you might as well live with someone you admire. It's like for. For me, it's like for me, it's like if I ever gonna fuck a guy, I wanna be. I never wanna be fucked by a guy, but I wanna fuck. If I wanna be fuck a guy, it would be Jason Momoa, because that's a challenge. Like, it's true. We talked about this guy before. I'm having my aim on. The it's, way you say it, it's like I don't wanna be fucked by a guy because that's gay. But I wanna fuck a guy who's Jason Momoa. Like that's yeah okay yeah that's okay yeah yeah. That's fine. Like what? No, 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 I understand. No. Oh no, I understand. no, no, no! I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't say I, w- I don't want to f- get fucked by a guy because that's gay. If I'm fucked or no, getting fucked both ways, it is bad. <laughs> but that's how it sounded. I'm, I'm just saying, like, look, if Jason Momoa came and propositioned me, I would be like, we can be equal lovers, okay? You can be on top, I can yeah. be on top sometimes, you know. We can take <laughs> Let's take that. I mean, he's pretty big. You might have to be. And also, look, with Jason Momoa, I don't think I have a choice. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think he can. Yeah, I think I would be pretty much in a in a position where. Yeah, you can do whatever you want to me, lah. You know, I, be, I, I, I'm not gonna fight back. I think you would be in all the positions. Uh, yeah, yeah, all like, the. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to be careful. Yeah. See, here's the thing: because my car- the person I chose is Jason Momoa, I'm being more strategic about it because I will not be the same after him. He's he's gonna <laughs> slice you in half with I his dick. You, my choice is Hugh Jackman. So, well, to be fair, he is no, a he's, huge, he's manageable. He's more he manageable. He's a huge Jackman. Oh he no no! A, if you Jackman would do show Jackman. up in front of me right now and say like, "Look at me," I'm like, "Yes, I'll do daddy. it." Would it be the I one? Don't know what happened? 
Is it okay? Which version of Hugh Jackman? Because I imagine <laughs> it'll be the version of Hugh Jackman who's butt naked wearing cowboy boots in that uh, in that in that ad, ad that Ryan Reynolds has on his channel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, any version of Hugh Jackman, because at the end of the day, it will involve him naked in cowboy boots. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> cowboy boots are a must. Uh, yes, yes. No, whatever, whatever version propositions, it's a yes. Post-X-Men or pre-X-Men, like, I'm talking about the amount of beef. Uh, like, how muscular do you want them to be? The more steroid is on, the longer he's going to fuck you. <laughs> Well, they're harder for him to stay hard as well. So, yeah, fair enough. You know, yeah, no. it'd be less painful. <laughs> Just for longer time. You mean you say that? You know. I mean, I don't know. Okay, but at this point, I'm I'm not gonna like you know count marbles at this point. I'm just God. gonna say, hey, God, I have one point. Then at one point, you just have to go to the center of the storm and accept what's happening and try to enjoy it. This this conversation has degraded so much. Yeah, I was not aware. I don't mind being called Kelvin Raj anymore, guys. Kelvin Raj. Kelvin Kelvin Raj with the L. Kelvin Raj. Uh, One. It sounds like a fancy branding. Kelvin Raj. Calvin Raj. Are you wearing? Calvin oh my Raj. God! Are you wearing a Calvin Raj? Oh yes. How did you know? Yes. <laughs> this autumn's collection. Yes. Calvin yes. Raj. Kaya. Mutu. Velu. <laughs> <laughs> Warm up your titties with Calvin Raj. Yes. <laughs> so, for one thing, I had some uh, friends going to Bangkok. I don't know how true this is. There are some. You might find tidbits about it online. He went to the red light districts and met with the she males and everything was having a party and all Can that I shit. Just... He came and said like, Hey, uh, they really, they know Jean-Claude Van Damme. They know him. Uh, and I said, Oh yeah. Okay. And he's like, no, no, no. They really know him. I was like, what do you mean? It was like, well, Jean-Claude is quite big in Thailand and apparently is quite into she males. And travels there mm. at least like once a year or something, and tr- put them in a truckload of them in a van, and just uh, just fucking bring him up to their penthouse, bring up to his penthouse, and starts fucking. He just starts committing a bunch of above sh- a bunch of trends. Yeah, he Ladies. apparently he's really into females. Well, yeah, more power to the good. Belgian, oh, Belgian, I mean, like, yeah. Like, I mean, okay, whatever rock you post, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm no, just no, impressed I was, that he can. It explained a, a lot. It explains a lot, though. That's why I, I like when he does the splits. I always wonder how he does it. So, <laughs> I, now I'm like, ah, oh, right, that's how he does the splits. Uh, I like. I can explain how he does the splits. It's called flexibility. Nah, I yeah, it, yeah. no nope. It's Geometry. called it's it's called sodomy. It's called it's called. Wow. Sodomy. I don't think you can do the splits after sodomy. I don't yeah, think you can. Then, then, yeah, if you can, well, good for you. But if, if, I I don't think it's a performance enhancement. It's more like a performance debilitating. Yeah, like look. After you have a good a good round of the sodomy, you're gonna hope that your anal beads are made of ice, just to stop the swelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah Especially it's... if you use it like a chainsaw starter, you know. 
Why? Well, fuck. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Now I'm, you know I'm getting I'm getting uh, flashbacks of your two-stroke joke. You want to tell um, you want to tell the podcast no about la, the two-stroke? No, I this this cannot. No, no, no. Okay, no. I used to work <laughs> on a ship, right? Okay. So uh, the crew quarters. Uh, has has a common room where uh, you know there's a TV, there's video, and obviously when you're forty men on a ship, what do you watch? Mostly porn, right? So they had a porn DVD yeah. on with double penetration, right? So as I walked in yeah. to the uh, crew mess, the first thing I saw on TV was this two cocks going into one the ass, one the vagina, right? And it's going up and down, and I looked at the screen and somebody just shouted from the back. That's a two-stroke. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned around and left. Uh, yeah. that's, when, that's when I realized, yeah, I, that, this is not where I want to be. I don't think, I mean, I'm sure you could double penetrate uh, a trans lady, but it would take a lot more effort. Yeah, um, it's, it's basically two in one hole rather than two in two holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> we're, we're, we're really breaking touch. down the science here. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. it's, it's, well, yeah, it's hundred percent science. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh it's it's basic anatomy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Med school shit. Remember the 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 good old days of like that was uh like you thought that was the edge of like how promiscuous somebody could become, like oh the DP or whatever. Now it's like all over the fucking place with the fifty shades of gray, the chainsaw that the pretty much chainsaw anal yeah. bead, yeah. Chainsaw anal bead. <laughs> chainsaw anal bead chainsaw anal beads, come on. You know, uh, cool start anal beads. I've seen um, anal beads. I have not seen chainsaw and anal beads be used in the same sentence before. So. No, no, no. It's, yes, yes. It's, it's 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 still anal beads. It's just used as chainsaw starter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're that one weird lumberjack that everybody talks about when you start cutting down trees. Hey, did you hear about Kelvin Kelvin Rogers chainsaw? Isn't there something the, odd about the it? pull starter? Yeah, the pull starter's got one too many, one too many bumps on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then every time it he starts to chainsaw, like shit. yeah, no. And then when the chainsaw starts up, it doesn't make a noise like a normal chainsaw. He pulls it and he goes, ah, you know, <laughs> like the chainsaw kind of likes it. And the I, I am no expert, but I'm very sure if you pull. Adel beats that fast yeah. out of someone. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they're gonna like it. No, no, no. no, no, no. Some damage. If, if you pull, I think if you pull an Adel beats that fast out of someone, you fucking it's like a that's a moral combat finishing move. <laughs> Just fucking. You need to. You pull it out as a, I think I have a lung. I'm not. Sh- uh, <laughs> No, I also the fact that look, I, that guy needs an asshole transplant at that point, okay? Huh. <laughs> we can we can rebuild him better, <laughs> faster, stronger, <laughs> more anal beady. Bionic more asshole. But your bionic asshole. <laughs> no, you know the six million dollar man? <laughs> yeah. Right? You yeah. know, in the in, in the eighty six million dollars would have bought a whole man, right? Yeah. In the in twenty twenty one, six million dollars would have bought him an asshole. That's the yeah. only part that's bionic. Yeah. 
but it's a good asshole. Like it's got no, rocket boosters. Yeah, so it's got, like, <laughs> it lights up, lights your fight, lights your cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, it turns into a flamethrower. Every time he uses it, there's a sound effect. <laughs> so I remember this. I re- I I can't. I saw this uh, GIF image on like an image board somewhere, and it was one of these like live action sort of like superhero Super Sentai shows out of Japan. Right. So you know it's already going to be weird as shit. Yeah. And I think the protagonist was like a cyborg girl. And one of her super moves was like the shyness machine gun. Right. The shyness machine machine gun. Okay. All right. Shyness machine. Already this is terrible. So the shyness machine gun was basically a Gatling gun that came out of her butt. It activates Mm -hmm. when she's embarrassed. So when she's embarrassed, she's like, oh, no, you saw my panties. And it's a... And then the, this Gatling gun comes out of her butt. And they say, what the hell is going on? And then she goes back into serious mode. Aha, whenever I get embarrassed, a Gatling gun comes out of my butt. It's a super devastating super move. And then she goes back to being embarrassed. Oh, no, you saw my panties. <laughs> and all the monsters die. Wow. What's okay. the name of this uh, anime again? Yeah. <laughs> I, need to, I need to keep this down for research purposes for the next episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, I, I got to do a review on this. <laughs> yes. I'm sure you can do a search on on Japanese. Gatling gun anus. I'm watching it right now. Uh. If my girlfriend like goes through my search history and sees like Gatling gun anus, she'll fucking break up with me in a second. <laughs> oh hey, yeah, no. Or, or 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 she might be really turned on by it. Like, you're like ooh, Gatling gun. No, no. I, I found out what it's called. The Hajirai Machine Girl. Okay, I just need to know what Hajirai means now. It's it literally because means shyness. So it's no, no. Anus. It's called shyness machine girl. Okay, shyness, as in S H I N U S. Yes, with a Y. S H Y N E S S. Oh, shyness, like shy. Like yes. shy, yeah, not shine anus. Not, not a combination of shine yeah. and anus. <laughs> shy. No, although that would make sense. So it's like yeah. oh, shyness. Oh, so she's a shy anus machine gun. Yeah. No, she's just a shy schoolgirl because it's Japan after all. So it's a shy uh-huh. schoolgirl who also happens to be like an android or a cyborg. And one of her weapons yeah. is like a six-barreled Gatling gun coming out of her butt. Because yeah, why not? Shy anus yeah. machine gun. Yeah, no, yeah. like... That's like... You, so, is that something Arnold used in Terminator 2? <laughs> I think he'll yeah, be a yeah, fan no. of it. When he was shooting at the cops, he picked up a, he picked up a Japanese schoolgirl... He picked up a girl. Firing a butt. Yeah, me too. And just started firing on the cop from the top. Good quality shit. You know what? You know what? All that, all that effort into putting customizable genitals in Cyberpunk 2077, they should have given these people machine gun butts. Yeah, wasted yeah. opportunity. Wasted yeah. opportunity. Such a disappointment. Have, Such a yeah. Disappointment. I would have overlooked the whole, you know, gameplay, which is shit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. All of this, all of this hype about the mantis blades, all this hype about the customizable thing, all of the pe- people would have would have ignored the bugs, the crashes, the memory hogging. People would have, have uh, ignored all of that. If you just gave them the opportunity to to use a Gatling gun butt, 
as an anus. Mm-hmm. Yes, as an anus. Like, okay, yes. look at the game. It was a game called Post- Postal. And Postal, that game yes. was successful. Postal, yeah. The game was successful because you could use a cat as a, as a silencer. <laughs> you would I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck the cyberpunk didn't use this shit? Uh, look, I the problem with postal is that it's too much like fourteen year old edge lord on four chan trying to be funny sort of game, right? So it's like <laughs> the kitten is a is a little bit in bad taste. However, however, if you gave me a bazooka and I stuff mm-hmm. it with a kitten and I fire the bazooka the kitten at somebody's face and then the kitten just claws their, their eyeballs out, I would be down for that. Actually, yeah, that would be, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. Yeah. And if only Cyberpunk did that for us, that would have been very good. And then you waited for 10 years to get that piece of shit. No, <laughs> Even yeah, sex no. scenes sucked. Like, there's like, there's literally no reason for me to play that game. Yeah, I wanted I wanted my my seven headed cyber genital yeah. with electro prod attachment to have a meaning. And, yeah, and I wanted to go pick up seven hookers to fuck them at the same time with my seven headed yeah. dick with my Why octopus crotch. Yes, because you're a cyborg. You can have as many dicks and vaginas as you want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and if you really want. If you really want a good sex game, business yeah. suit Larry. Really? <laughs> You're business really aging yourself now. Really no, it's a great yourself. game. Business suit Larry, the fuck is that? Leisure suit Larry, yeah. That's... Leisure suit Larry, sorry. Leisure, yes. leisure suit Larry. Leisure. <laughs> okay. Suit Larry. Larry. <laughs> wet dr- okay, that the first thing that came up is a leisure suit Larry wet dreams. When is this yes. from? That's the remake. 1987. 1987. Dude, how old are you? Very old. Uh, But also the fact that, look, that was the first, like, game that you could actually, you know, go out and have sex. Like, you could. Fuck. What I I like about it is that it came from that same generation of LucasArts point-and-click adventures. Yeah. And, like, Day of the Tentacle and Sam and Max. Leisure Suit Larry was, like, part of that pantheon. Mm. And it's a weird, it's it's a weird sort of era where everything looked really childish, but all the humor was fucked up. Yep, it's basically your Harvey Weinstein in a game. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, no, yeah, sounds, I think they were like, "Yep, yeah, mm. that, that's what's happening." So I was only introduced to the concept basically. So I remember the first games that I played that had sex was one GTA. I was like, "Oh fuck, that's oh, good." Oh yeah, that was. It was a long time ago. It was a mod. I think three and four. Oh, okay. I I haven't played GTA three and four. I think it was Vice City had a no four. Sorry, it was four. Three didn't have sex. Vice City, you go and pick up a girl. You go to like a normal place, and then like the car starts moving. And another one that happened, the one that like did it big, and I was almost like I think I was I was hitting puberty at the same time was Max Payne two. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, for me it was God, uh, Larry, Leisure Suit Larry, and uh, then it was uh, God of War. God of War, yeah, and oh, then yeah, the God the, of War, yeah. yeah the but QT. it was sex, sex, and the worst part is like the like the games you play now, like uh, Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. They have sex, but 
you don't they see don't it. see it. I'm like, oh come on. Yeah, they, they just go off screen and do stuff and then come back and you're like, what happened? What happened? What happened? Jesus, yeah. I've been climbing this tower for five hours just to see you, and all I get I mean, is look, a fucking candle blowing out. <laughs> the fuck? I mean, look, if you if the whole context is that sex is gonna happen, and then you wake up suddenly, you're asking what happened. I feel like that's the Bill Cosby simulator you've been playing. <laughs> Yeah, and then after right after the game, I usually play the the Louis C.K. Simulator. Yes, yes. So it's basically a Doom mod, but the, the only CK weapon you something. have is, yeah, is uh, Louis C.K.'s dick, and it just shoots cum at yeah. uh, at plant no, monsters. No, the, a, the whole time you're just holding dick. your controller, and there's a guy just jacking off in front of you. That's it. Really? Like you That's cannot change the scene. You <laughs> oh. can't. You, there's nothing you can press <laughs> that can change this. That is all. Until he comes and then game over. Like, that's it. What, a browser game. what you mentioned here sounds like a game that woke people, like a woke culture would actually make. It's so perfect. <laughs> it is so perfect right now what you mentioned. Like, I can see that as one of these, like, memes of protest. And it's like, the game I mean... you play, new game, and then you pick a name and you make your avatar, and then but you can't win, see? <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't do anything. It's just this guy jacking you off the whole time on screen. You're like, X, X, no, no, no. Uh, and then he comes and then you're like, game over. You win. <laughs> you win. That's the funny part. Oh, you win, but the game over. <laughs> in VR. In VR. Experience the ginger in VR. <laughs> you know what the British version of that one's called? Uh, what? Spotted dick. Ah, spotted dick. I spotted dick. I spotted yes. Dick. Shit. Back to your being in the Britain. Like, uh, how was like the white people would treat you? I I was in a place called Newcastle, where in the uh, late nineties, in the nineties, they've never seen a brown person before, and like it, it was. It, it, I swear to God, I used to walk around this. I used to walk around with my rugby team and stuff like that and in the streets and children used to run up to me and go, why are you brown? And I'm like, okay. And then their parents used to like run up to them like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's because of the sun. And like, yeah, but that's that's how it is. But I mean, there were, I mean, in the cities, there were black people, I guess. And uh, in the in the town that was that was at, which is a very small town called South Shields, uh, it there were Arabs, Arabic students as well, which everybody thought I was because every Arabic guy comes up to me and speaks to me in Arabic. I'm like, uh, I'm Malaysian, bro. Uh, to be fair, but, you, you look like a Saudi. To right be fair, now. dude, you look yeah. so Saudi, dude. You're like, I know, I know. Look, I looked look, at listen, you like, fuck. Listen, I have had that, you know, urge to blow something up. But however, <laughs> it's no, but it's the thing, like, they with okay. One thing I have to say about the Arabs at that point was because they were earning, as as scholarship students, right? We all earn money, right? So I would uh, I used to I I used to be sponsored by Petronas, who gave us three hundred fifty pounds a month to live, right? So the British students were getting maybe five hundred pounds a month. The Omani students used to get thousand six hundred pounds a month, right? So they used to get a shit ton of money, and they were very rich, and you know Omanis, right? Yeah. And uh, and then there was Kuwaitis as well, who you know used to earn like thousand, just thousand something, 
you you could see the disparity of this thing. So they used to drive around in cars, uh, you know, luxury cars and 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 splash the cash, right? So everybody hated them, right? Because they were that people, right? And it, it was nothing to do with the race. It was just that they were cocky bastards, right? So yeah, so everybody thought I was one of them, right? And the thing is, and nobody wanted to have anything to do with them because, they, as I said, I was in a very small town where everybody knew everybody, and it was it was a poor town, right? It was it wasn't a rich place. So yeah, when they see rich people, they kind of go like, yeah, we don't want to be with them. But then I'm here walking around with my rugby team when they and, and you know, so there was some sort of interaction, and they didn't know how to address this. So yeah. So it was it was it was a very racist place. I remember like I, I, I like the fact that after two thousand eleven they were more scared of me than I was of them. The racists, uh, right? That's probably that refreshing. Like, Let's be real. I remember, I remember getting robbed once. Uh, this is post nine eleven. I was getting robbed and I was with a white guy, right? And they were like, you know, give us all your money. And I'm like, dude, I have no money. And I could see the other, like, there was two guys. There were two kids, really, who really, you know, with knives and wanted to rob. And, like, one guy was like, you know, give us all your money. And the other guy was just like, yeah, you know, we'll take this guy's money, but you, 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 you're all right. You, you, you be okay. Right? You, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Assalamualaikum, brother. Right? It was, <laughs> it was just like, this guy was just trying to be nice to me the whole time. Hey, bruv, bruv. <laughs> Like nothing personal yet. Like I don't want any heat on me right now from like Al Al Qaeda's Al Al Qaeda's. Like he's the he's the man who heads Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I don't want any heat from him. <laughs> no, but yeah, it was it was so weird. Like you know everybody, and then I get detained at airports all the time. Right, because even with the tattoos. Yeah. No, that time I didn't have much tattoos. Ah. Okay. Uh, I didn't, now I have more, but the, the, those days I didn't have that many tattoos. And I remember getting stuck in Turkish airport in Istanbul, uh, where this was in 2002, right? When Malaysian passports first started having chips in them, right? Now they ah. forgot to tell the, I don't know what happened, but somehow or other they forgot to tell the Turkish government that this happened. So the whole, I was stuck in the Istanbul airport. I missed my flight. I was stuck in the Istanbul airport while them checking out my passport going, who put the chip in your passport? I'm like, I don't know. The government? It's like, did you put the chip in the, I'm like, why would I put a chip in the passport? Like, you tell me. I was I was interrogated for four hours about a chip in the passport, which I didn't know about. They didn't and then know eventually about someone had the bright idea to call the Malaysian embassy and go, do you all have chips in your passport? Yes, we do. All right, you're free to go. They did not know that Malaysians have microchips in their passports? No, no? this was 2002 well, when they uh, first had We don't. Oh. oh, you don't. Yeah. We still don't. Sure. We still don't have no, chips right? in our passports. Well, it's good. <laughs> there is a reason for that, right? <laughs> because you uh, don't yeah, want to be yeah, stuck for six hours being interrogated. And yeah. Who put the chip in your passport? <laughs> yeah, also, I don't think Iran and Turkey get along anyway, so let's... So that's a no-go. Iran and Turkey now kind of get along with each other enough. No? Really? Oh, no, no, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Now Turkey, yeah. Yeah, now we're pretty okay. good, yeah. Yeah, Turkey so, doesn't get along with everyone else. I don't know how Malaysia is oh. doing with Turkey. No, we like to suck up to everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's well, be real. Turkey, it reminds me of Serbian film. 
Ah, no, that, no, uh, not that extreme. Why do you have to bring that shit up? Something, no, 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 not the Serbian film. Something more subtle. Something, something. more subtle. Yeah, like, Serbian film is like a punch in the face. You know what's yeah, funny? Yeah, I, I never watched it. I never watched it. Don't. Don't waste your yeah, time. Everybody, fun, everybody came to me like, dude, you gotta watch the Serbian film. It's all got they fuck each other, rape and everything. I was like, why would I want to watch that? No, don't waste, don't waste your time. It's a, it's a horrible movie. I I made the mistake of watching it, and I'm like, no, no, no it's unrankable. No, no, no. Cannot. <laughs> That's I, your I problem. Unrankable. Movie. Is that where your fucking unrankable. compass lies? It's unrankable. Yeah, yeah. that and XXX or cyst. XXX that sauces. The hell is XXX sauces? Is that a porn? No, it's a porn parody, parody of the exorcist, right? The XXX sauces, and it's it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. You watch it not for the sex, you you watch it for the fucking dialogue. It's amazing, right? It's. it's, it's <laughs> I just ah, want to know so who plays in it. I just want to know. I fucked if I know. Uh, but it's it's one of those films where like the the priest is. The priest is like, you know, he's he's reading from the Bible, and then the the the, the girl who is, you know, possessed is like, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, and he's like, close the book, and he's like, I guess I have to fuck the devil out of her, and yeah, and, <laughs> and listen, solid line, yeah, solid line, yeah, without betting an eye, right, and then and then there's there's projectile vomiting from all orifices, as you do, as, as you do. do, and at one point the mother joins in because. Why yeah, not? no, that I just okay. Here's yeah, what I want to know. I mean, it's a no, safer no. life. How much? Yeah, what do you want to know? Here's here's what I want to know. Who watched The Exorcist and thought to himself, "This needs to be sexier." <laughs> <laughs> I need to do a porn movie of version of this. <laughs> I want to watch this, but I also want to jerk off to this. How can I do this? And you know what? <laughs> That's the kind of visionary, creative freedom that we just don't see anymore. No, and I no, no. Listen, if you can get to watch XXX sources, please do. Not for anything; it's unbelievable. But I'm, also uh, I'm looking it up on on uh... X. I watched a Star Trek par- uh, porn parody where right, right. with Evan Stone. I know what you're talking about as well. Yeah, <laughs> I, there was a there was one. Where it's actually famous for one of the, it became famous for the ending because the girl who they were fucking, I think it was Evan Stone who was fucking her, her asshole swells up. So you have the fucking going on for like uh, 40 minutes. And then when the cum shot happens, it's a totally different person. <laughs> Suddenly it's a totally different person. You're like, wait, what happened? Turns out they were, because her asshole swelled up. They were they rented the studio by the hour, so they were waiting for her to like find a solution, and nothing would happen. And so there was a porn star in a nearby studio that came by to say hi, and the, the director was like, "Oh my god, we're like we're losing money, guys!" And it's like, "Hey, would you be willing for Evan Stone to come on your face?" She was like, "Hell yeah!" And so you have this blonde who's been fucked for an hour and suddenly ends with a redhead who's <laughs> like getting a cum shot on her face. Uh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Get, this is where Bionic Asshole would have come into play. Yeah. Exactly. I watched yeah. the one, uh, like the, the, the parodies, the more time has passed has become worse. Like they were much more, less creative. I I saw one called Robocock. No, uh, Robocock dude was for amazing. Like, what are you talking about? Robocock was <laughs> great. Wait, 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 wait. I gotta... 
I just Googled ex-ex-exorcist and uh-huh. it just occurred to me, wasn't the girl in the exorcist under like a young teenage girl? Yes. Yeah. No, I, reali- okay, the, the, I the realize one that the creepier thing about the exorcist, about the ex-ex-exorcist isn't the horror theme sex. It's the it's the fact that the main character was underage. I just no, no, this one, this one is older. Okay, this one doesn't know. I, they change the story for for, Kevin, for I have purposes. I have concerns. I, uh, I, I, you. You touch I, a very, I want a very delicate same, point. In the same Star Wars parody that he was talking about, well, uh, uh, the big it starts off with uh, what's his name, Darth Vader fucking Leia. So about oh, Star Wars parody. Sorry, uh, not Star Trek. Sorry, I mixed the Star Trek parody with the about, Star Wars parody. Sorry, yeah. I want to talk about Robocock right now because uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Because I feel like we need to get back to the important issues. Um, <laughs> you mentioned that it was great. Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> like, no, it was yes. I don't know why. It, it was a comedy. Yeah. The dude pulls out his dick and the dick like opens. like It has this like metallic look. It has a CGI dick. Exactly. Hey, Guardians of the Galaxy porn parody was great as well. Huh? Groot is a female, huh? Actually, no, group is a dildo, but still, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with Rick and Morty. It's so much easier. <laughs> Rick and Morty, yeah, it's out. Watch Rick and Morty. It's so so much worth your time. But uh, which has a porn parody also. <laughs> yes. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rick Fox. Who's fucking uh, who? Morty. <laughs> Rick Fox and uh, Mr. Meeseeks. Mrs. Miss Me. Uh, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, Rick Fox. Uh, what's it called? The uh, Unity. Oh yeah, no, that makes sense. Rick Fox. No, Mr. Mystic also fuck somebody. Mr. Mystic fucks a girl. Uh, Morty is a girl as well who gets fucked by. Uh, I don't remember who's from Morty. A lot of people. A lot of Everyone. people. <laughs> Everyone. I don't know why he needed to be a girl to get fucked. Morty gets fucked all the it's time. That's, that's that's uh you know not literally. This one literally. Yeah, this one he literally gets fucked. And you wonder, really? like, they do catchphrases. <laughs> it's... There's the Big Bang Theory uh, porn parody as well. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just before we move on, before we move on, is Pickle Rick a dildo in this? Uh, there's no, not the Pickle no. Rick uh, episode out yet, but I'm okay. sure it will be. I just want to see if there's a... I just want to see if there's a Pickle Rick dildo. I saw... Sure. There is. There is. There is. You don't even need to see. <laughs> there is. There's that. Uh, there's Aladdin. Oh God, which there's is Aladdin. so many. There's Aladdin, which is called Alacock. Aladdin. Mm. Aladdin. Sorry, no, Aladdin. Okay. Yeah. And there's a black dude in a white, in a blue, blue body paint. Yes. And he has to pretend that he's singing. No, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. That one was my favorite. Guardians of the oh, Galaxy. Oh, no. SpongeBob. Oh, yes. Spongebob. <laughs> what kind of twisted shit do you want? <laughs> yeah, Spongebob fucks... Uh, 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 Squirrel Girl? Squirrel Girl, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's my favorite porn actress as well, so, yeah. It was a very strange wank for me. Who was uh, who was your favorite porn actress? <laughs> uh, Skin Diamond. Skin Diamond. Never heard of that. Such a slutty name. Skin Diamond. That is... I've never heard a more stripperific name in my Skin life. Diamond, she uh, Google it. Google it. Skin Diamond. Of course. <laughs> I'm going to have to scrub the shit out of my browser history after this. <laughs> oh, Skin Diamond is really pretty. She's like a sort of like a 
Rihanna-ish looking mm-hmm. girl. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see. I, I see eyes. what you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, good for you. You get yourself, your, your favorite porn actress is somebody of color. That's very... Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Very yeah. progressive. I mean, that's also, that's also Honey Gold, which is a different one. Honey Gold. Also, Honey Gold. Would you, okay, she is... She is like super mixed, right? So she's black, Latino, Asian, and white all in one. She looks black. She looks Filipino. Yeah, that's the Asian part. Yeah. Uh, but she's also half, she's quarter black, she's quarter Latino, she's quarter white. Yeah. Like she's oh, everything. I see. Oh, she shit, really, yeah. what, is, what ethnicity she looks like really depends on how tanned her skin is. Yeah. Depends yeah, on what bright, angle you look at. Yep, <laughs> angle, yep. And lighting. Also that, look, she's a very, she's a very good performer. And <laughs> what constitutes like, good performance? She fits, in every, she fits in every genre. Like Latino, uh-huh. you you search Latino, she shows up. You search Asian, she shows up. You search black, she shows up. You search <laughs> white, she shows up. Like you, like you, she's she's transcending the whole thing. She's right? the future. When she does a solo. It's interracial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the funniest thing I've heard in my life oh, when the girl does a solo it's also an iteration <laughs> oh fuck I would love to talk more about Robocock and your per- peculiar taste in pornography porn actresses hey listen okay you, you all gotta do what you gotta do you I appreciate the ethnic do. I appreciate yeah. the ethnic ambiguity that's that's yeah. good taste it shows that he strives for diversity even in his rank Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. comfort it's diversity. It's a very, very uh, like, like a five hundred years from now. That's what humanity is supposed to look like. Yeah, I mean, a... it, it's evolved from. I mean, okay, it started out with blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, big tits, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then it moved on slowly, you know, to <laughs> to Dong Pon, RGP. So this is the this is the sweet spot. This is the middle ground. Oh yeah, this is the middle ground. This is the yeah, this is the this is the sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. This is the 1980s. You, you like your food the way you like your nasi. It's like your your food your porn is like nasi lamak basically. I yeah, want chicken. I want a bit of <laughs> fucking peanuts and a bit yeah. of rice. A bit of fucking uh, what was that fish? A bit of dried dried fish. What is that thing that you have in it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's more like yeah. like it's it's you know what it is. It's like sometimes you want your food like fried noodles from a mama shop. Like, are you Indian? Are you Chinese? You're you're obviously brown, but I don't know what you are. Sometimes right? you sometimes you're dry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So sometimes sometimes mm. you got a you got a couple of eggs on you on top of you. You know. So, but remember, it's delicious. so the moral of this entire podcast is to wank responsibly and with diversity. Yes. Wank equally. Yes. yes. Equal wank. And with honey gold, you're doing it once for everyone. For yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed the show, fuckers. <laughs> Till the next episode. I'll stop the recording now before we go further. <laughs>